So for the first time ever, I did a series here on the podcast. I wanted to talk about the idea of resilience and how important it is. And when I began to discuss it, I realized it was much longer than a typical 40-minute episode. And so I turned it into a series. I honestly don't think I have ever had a reaction from the audience the way I have about this series. And number one, I'm so appreciative. I love getting feedback. I love hearing if you guys are into it and what you're liking and how I can better serve you as a podcast community and the YouTube community. So please comment below and just let me know how I can continue to do work and topics that you love. But also, it's so helpful for me to know in real time where you guys are at and how the content that we're making can help to lift you up or inspire you or give you ideas. So today is the conclusion of my three-part series on resilience. And if you are coming in right now, I really want to encourage you to go back and listen to episodes one and two because they really lay the groundwork for what I'm going to talk about today. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. You know, I think it's interesting. I was just talking to the team today about what the last quarter of this year is going to look like. And for us, that's really important because we do this challenge every year called the last 90 days. And maybe some of you have been part of the challenge before. And if you haven't, I really want to encourage you to get involved this year. It starts on October 1st, and we'll have more information about that later. But essentially, it's a challenge about how we can live out the last three months of the year, the last 90 days with intention. And it feels so important. I remember doing it last year in 2020, and it almost felt like we were (laughs) sort of screaming into the void. And I know some of you did challenge with us, but trying to talk to people about reaching for more or taking care of themselves or how to be intentional when the world still felt so scary really just didn't land for a lot of people. It was still such a time of worry and anxiety and just kind of trying to survive. I think a lot of people were still reaching for coping mechanisms that would help them get through and they couldn't really see through where they were at to something better. And so as we go into the last part of this year, we're in the last quarter of this year, I think that this is a conversation that is so relevant, not just how can we be resilient, but also how can we take back control? You know, when I was at conference, one of the women there said something to me that I just, I'd never heard before. And I just love, love, love this idea. So thank you, Michelle, if you're listening, thank you for this line. She said, I think that 
your audience comes to you when they're at a crossroads. You know, people typically aren't coming to my work. They don't come to podcasts or read my books. If they're trying to level up on something that's great, they come in when they're in the midst of a big life transition or a big life change, and they're trying to figure out what's next or how do they figure out what's next or how do they identify their purpose or how do you even know what you want? I was talking to someone recently and I was like, well, tell me what you want and I can tell you how to get there. And he was like, I don't even know what I want. That's the problem. And I was like, okay, great. Well, let's start with what you don't want. Maybe you're coming into this episode right now. Maybe you want to hear about resilience because what you don't want is to stay stuck. What you don't want is to hold on to this bitterness. What you don't want is for it to be this hard. Maybe that's the thing that you don't want. And knowing what you don't want is as powerful as what you do. It gives you some direction. It tells you where to head. So if all you know today when you're listening to this podcast or you're watching on YouTube is that you don't want it to keep feeling like this, that's a really good place to start. So I started this series talking about the first piece was making peace through mindset. And again, go listen to that episode if you haven't gotten to yet. And last time I talked about power empowering your vision of your past so that you feel strong and capable, as well as understanding the power that you have over your own life. Today, I want to talk about purpose. I want to talk about purpose. I want to talk about purpose. I want to talk about change. I want to talk about the action you're going to take, next steps. We've got a bunch of stuff to dig into today. So let's start with the idea of purpose. You know, I have a, a friendly debate going on with my friend Tom Bilyeu, which you can totally listen to. I posted uh, an interview with him a couple weeks back. But he doesn't believe that human beings have a particular purpose. He doesn't really buy into the idea of like being destined for a specific purpose. I, on the other hand, do. I believe that our creator, and however that manifests for you, that our creator gives us potential, that they give us sort of a seed in our heart, that there is something that we are meant to live into. And I don't believe that every human will live into their purpose, but I think that we have one. And I think that one of the most important parts of life is figuring out what yours is. But Tom's way of looking at purpose is also really inspiring because he doesn't believe that you have one that's preordained, but he believes that you can make your own, which is really empowering as well. So whether you're sort of a hippie like me and you believe that you know the stars align to make you exactly who you are and give you the purpose that you are meant to live out, or you believe like Tom, that you don't necessarily have one, but that you can create one in your life, either way, it goes back to last week's idea that you are in control of what happens next. So here's how purpose was explained to me recently, and I love this. I was talking to a coach about how people could define it and what does it really look like because I know what I believe my purpose is on this planet. Beyond being an incredible mother and raising these humans that I have been lucky enough to get to know, beyond that, which is a personal purpose, when it comes to my work, I believe that my purpose on this planet is to encourage and inspire and give tools to help women 
be the hero of their own story. That's what I do. It's what I've done for over a decade. And I always joke about the fact that when I was younger, the tool that I had to give you was how to make a casserole or how to make a throw pillow. And maybe that sounds silly because you're like, well, how is that going to help you be the hero of your own story? Well, freaking A, man. Last night, I got my kids to eat something for dinner that they'd never eaten before, and I felt like the world's biggest hero. See, back in the day, the tools that I had to offer my audience, my small audience, was the only thing that I knew, right? And as I have grown and I have elevated as a woman, as I have learned more, as I have been a student, I have been able to acquire better tools to offer to you. So that's my purpose, but I didn't follow a roadmap. I didn't use an equation. I I actually had never had anybody explain to me how to figure out your purpose until this coach told me this, and I love it. And so I want to give it to you guys if you're listening in because I thought it was so wise. He said, your purpose has to be three things. Number one, it has to matter to you. Now, I feel like that's a really important place to start because oftentimes I think we get caught in the trap of believing that we have to have a purpose that is inspiring to others, or we have to have a purpose that our mom is going to like, or we have to have a purpose that's as impressive as our sister's purpose. The truth is it has to matter to you. I have a friend who is deeply involved in activism for climate change. They're really passionate about the subject. They care about it deeply, and they make other people passionate about it when they talk about how much they care. I have another friend who works with like five different pet rescues in her town because she cares so much about making sure that animals are taken care of and love. That is a huge passion project for her. Now, I love the family dog. I love dogs. But it's not something that necessarily I would devote a ton of extra time to. And it doesn't take anything away from her passion and her purpose. And that's what I want you guys to get. I think it matters to you for a reason. You know, years ago, I used to, like, I'd get so frustrated with God. And I'd be like, why doesn't anybody help women with this? Or why doesn't anyone do anything in the foster care system? Or why doesn't, like, I just had like this list that I would go to God with and be like, why aren't you doing anything? And then one day I felt like this sort of divine, like club me up over the side of the head, like, bro, this is how God talks to me. She's got an attitude. I like her. (laughs) Bro, if you're so upset about it, why don't you do something? There's that old quote from Gandhi who says, be the change that you want to see in the world. If something matters to you, there's a reason. There's a reason that you're so fired up about ocean trash. It's definitely called something more eloquent than that. There's a reason that you care so much about literacy in the inner city. Like there's a reason that it's on your heart. I think the reason it's on your heart is because you are supposed to be the change that you want to see in the world. But we get so fired up about our purpose having to align with someone else's vision of what is important. Maybe your purpose is that you want to be the greatest stay-at-home dad ever. Good for you. Like your purpose is not supposed to make sense to everybody else. It's supposed to light your heart on fire. So that's the first thing. Your purpose has to matter to you. 
The second thing for your purpose, this coach said, is it has to be bigger than you. It has to be bigger than you. This dream, this vision that you have has got to be something that takes your breath away a little bit. Like, has got to be something that feels like it is going to require divine intervention. It's going to require some magic. It's going to require like things you didn't even know were possible in order to pull it off. It's got to be bigger than you. Believing that my purpose is to help women be the hero of their own story, that is a freaking bold statement. Because even if I can do that with one woman, what an incredible impact I've been able to have. What an incredible legacy I've been able to leave behind. The vision that I have for this work is so much bigger than that one person. It's bigger than me. It requires a team. It requires a community like you. It requires other people buying into the vision that you have. If you just said like, oh, my purpose is to, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rescue a dog. That's beautiful. But that's not something that's going to sustain you over time. And because we're talking about resilience, this matters so much because you need the thing that's going to help you get back up when you feel like you've been knocked down. You need the thing that is going to inspire you to keep going when you're exhausted. Resilience has to be bigger because it's got to light a passion in your belly for something more. Your purpose has to be bigger than you. It has to be something that you're not sure how in the hell you are going to pull it off. But that's the excitement. That's why we get out of bed in the morning. That's why we get fired up to figure it out. You have a dream and a vision for your life, and it's up to you to have it be something that takes your breath away. Okay, lastly, your purpose has to be in the future. It has to be in the future. Because remember, this is something bigger than you. So this is not something that necessarily you know how to pull off in the next week. And this is really empowering as well because if you're feeling bogged down, if you're feeling like you need to listen to a podcast on resilience, then it's important to remember that this is all not going to be solved tomorrow. Tony Robbins has this quote that I love. He says, people overestimate what they can accomplish in a year and underestimate what they can accomplish in a decade. Imagine what you could do in a decade. It's why Start Today Journal and all of the meditations that I do about visualizing your future, it's always 10 years in the future. Because in 10 years, you could accomplish so much. Think of who you were 10 years ago. Me at 28, holy crap, let's not even go there. Like, no. What I've been able to do in the last 10 years and what I think I'll be able to do in the next 10 or the next 20, it overwhelms me because it feels too big. But when something feels big, that's how we elevate. And maybe that seems funny because we're talking about resilience, right? Like some of you might be thinking, wait, you're talking about all these big visions for your life. Rach, I'm listening to you to hear about resilience because I'm struggling to get out of bed. Right. But here's what you're not clicking into yet. This struggle that you were inside of is the thing that is gonna make you the person you wanna be. If you are needing to listen to a conversation about how to be more resilient in your life, I want you to understand that you are in the season that is going to make you a better version of yourself. I have this tattoo on my wrist. You guys have maybe seen me uh, talk about it a lot. It says, embrace the suck. Embrace the suck. I got that tattoo because I realized that every single beautiful, incredible, good thing in my life came on the other side of something awful. 
I wanted to remember when I was in the midst of the hardest seasons that something good was on the horizon. That's what you need to get right now. You are being pulled back, right? Like a slingshot. You're being pulled back. It feels like there's so much tension. There's so much going on around you. And what you don't realize, what you don't realize is that you're about to be springboarded. You're about to like be pushed forward so much further than you would have been if you hadn't gone through this trial. People go through hard times and they feel like God or the universe is punishing them. And I think when you're going through those hard seasons, you are in the midst of the thing that is going to make you strong enough to have the life you want to have. So at least for me, when I need the thing that's going to help me to keep going, I have to align myself with a bigger vision. I have to have something bigger than me to look forward to, to figure out, to focus on, because it goes back to this idea I talked about in the first episode of the series. It goes back to this idea of what we manifest in our lives. What you focus on, what you think about is what you create. You have heard so many people say you create your own reality because it's true. You create your own reality. So what you are focusing on, when you're focusing on the chaos, when you're focusing on the pain, when you're focusing on how hard it is, when you're focusing on all the things that you're afraid of, you're just creating more of that energy in your life. You're wiring your brain to focus only on that thing. So that's all it's able to see. When you align with purpose, when something with something bigger, with something that's in the future, with something that's out there, you're giving your mindset something new to absorb. And every time you find yourself slipping back into the negative thinking, just reach, just don't judge yourself for it. Be graceful about the fact that your brain is wired in a certain way, but teach it something new. No, no, we're not going to focus on that. We're going to focus on where we're going. We're going to focus on the people we're serving. We're going to focus on the impact we want to have. We're going to focus on how we want to show up as a wife or a mother or a sister or a friend. We're going to focus on the woman that we want to become, the man we want to become. We are not going to obsess over what we don't have. We are not going to live in scarcity. We are going to focus on the abundance and what we're able to create. I think when it comes to the idea of knowing your purpose— it's not enough to know your purpose. You actually have to take action. So what I wrote down here was know your purpose and tie it to the action of change. I started this conversation by saying that maybe you came here because you felt like you were tired of the tension or you were tired of feeling stuck. You were tired of how hard it was. And so it's not enough to arm yourself with information. You know, that old quote that says, Knowledge is power. Knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge is power. Taking action with the knowledge you have, that's power. Because plenty of people will go around and just keep amassing information, just keep piling all the information. They'll read the books, they'll buy the products, they'll do the thing. They don't actually take action against the things that they know. So let's talk about the idea of your purpose and how that can give you some action to take. In order to make change in your life, in order for this life that you're going through to feel different, I think that you have to tie it to a vision. I think that's where purpose comes in, but purpose is sort of, these are the things that I'm going to do to live out who I'm meant to be. What I'm talking about is the vision 
literally, what does it look like when you have the life that you want to have? Or in real time, what does it look like for you to be the person that you want to be? Because that's what compels me to act, right? Like, it's so easy when things are hard to get bogged down in what is. It's so freaking easy to only be able to see what's right in front of your face. So in order for me to make change, I have to have a vision of where I'm going. One of the mantras that I say to myself all the time, and feel free to steal this, is I am creating the life of my dreams. I am creating the life of my dreams. I am creating the life of my dreams. It reminds me, number one, that I am in control. It reminds me that I create my own reality. And it reminds me that any point in my day is an opportunity for me to live this out in a way that is the woman that I want to be. But if I don't know what she looks like, if I don't know how she acts, if I don't know how she loves, if I don't know those things, then where am I aiming? Y'all, like you can shoot an arrow all day. And if you have a target in front of you, maybe you don't hit the target, but I promise you, you get a hell of a lot closer than when you're just shooting randomly into the air. There's something so beautiful about staying present and being centered in this day and being grounded in this day. But I also think that you have to know where you want to be tomorrow, not just who you want to be, but how do you want to be? How do you want to live out this life? Because you can know, right? Like you can know what your purpose is. But your purpose, that's going to take a lot of work. That's going to take a lot of time. That's bigger than you. Remember? We talked about this. But what you're going to do today is where your vision comes into play. So y'all have heard me say this 10 bajillion times, but episode 72 of the podcast, I do a guided meditation to visualize your future. If you want to go dig into that episode, you you know, it's here, it's free. Go, go absolutely do that. But essentially, I just want you to be able to see a vision of your life like you would see a movie. Maybe it's making a Pinterest board. Maybe it's editing who you follow on social media so that you're only following things that align with the life you want to have. Maybe it's making old school, like cut it out a magazine kind of vision board and pinning it on your wall or your mirror. But whatever you do, having a compelling vision is what helps you stay in line with your purpose. Those two things have to be aligned together. So another trick that I talked about recently, maybe you were in the class that I taught this in, and if not, feel free to steal this idea, is taking a piece of paper and at the top of the paper, like folding it into three parts, right? So in that top part of the paper, cast the vision. Say, I want dot, dot, dot. Like, this is who I want to be as a woman. This is how I, what I want my finances to be. This is what I want my business to be. This is what I want my faith to be. This is what I want my health to be. Like, whatever matters to you, cast the vision, right? And then in the center section on that page, you put... So I have a piece of paper, and if you're listening to this on podcast, go watch it on YouTube. You can actually see me do the visual of this. But I divide it into three sections. So the top section is where you cast your vision. The center section is where you're going to write out all of the things that are stopping you. What is in the way? Like, let your excuses fly. Write down all the things that you feel like are keeping you from that vision. And then in the bottom of the page, I want you to write down what you are willing to do. What are you going to do every single day? 
that is going to get you closer to the vision you have on the top of the page, okay? So what do I want? What's stopping me? And what am I willing to do to have the things that I want? And then this is where a single piece of paper becomes way more exciting. So here's what I do. Top section, center section, bottom, and then I just fold it like this. Basically, you gave yourself an opportunity to list out your grievances. You gave yourself an opportunity to say your excuses, to say what was stopping you, what was standing in your way, and then you're not gonna look at them. We're not gonna look at the excuses. We're not gonna look at the whys. We're not gonna look at the hard stuff. Remember, in your life, you manifest what you are not what you want. What you think about most is what you create. And so we're just gonna focus on what we want, top part of the page, we're gonna focus on what we want and what we're going to do in order to have that in our life. And then I want you to take this paper, y'all, and I want you to tape it to your mirror, I want you to put it in your car, I want you to put it in your journal, and I want you to commit to reading it every day. Here's what I want, here's what I'm gonna do every day to get closer to it. Here's what I want, here's what I'm gonna do every day. Here's what I want, here's what I'm gonna do every day. You are training your brain to focus on what is possible. You are training your brain to focus on where you are going, not where you are. Resilience is about being able to see above the waves that are crashing down on you. Can you see the vision? Do you know your purpose? And what are you willing to do to live that out in real time every single day? It's a really simple hack. It's literally a piece of eight and a half by 11 paper, but there's something powerful about this. It's, it feels a bit like a miracle. I am not exaggerating. There are things in my life that I have to actively train myself because I'm prone to anxiety, I will obsess over the stuff that's not working or that I worry about. Oh, what did I read today that I loved? Worry is using your imagination to create a world you don't want. It was much more eloquent. But I thought that was so wise. Like when we are worrying about something that has not happened, we are using our imagination, which is this powerful creative tool in our life. We're using it to create a world we don't want. So it's a simple hack, but I swear it's a really powerful tool. I would tape it up somewhere. I would put it in your morning journal, put it in your start today journal and read it every day. I challenge you to do it for a month and see if things don't start to shift in your life. Just the simple act of focusing on where you want to go and knowing how you're going to get there can have amazing results. We talked about knowing your purpose. We talked about having a vision and being able to tie that into action and the steps that you're going to take. And the last piece of resilience, I think, and maybe this is a bit different than what you'd hear from other people, but I really feel like it's important to touch on it, is rest, restoration, renewal. And if you're listening to this and you're an Enneagram 3, you're an achiever and you just sort of want the tactics and you're ready to bounce because you're like, I don't need anybody to tell me about self-care. No, this is probably actually for you most of all. I finished up Rise Conference uh, last weekend. And if you are on my Sunday email, then you know I took uh, three days and I went to the desert by myself. And I used that time to read, to nap, to pray, to eat a cookie, to look out at nature, to go on hikes. Like I really just use the time for myself because what I have learned over time is that if I don't fill my cup up, I have nothing to give to my kids. 
I have nothing to give to you guys. My work starts to suffer. I'm not as creative. It feels like there's not passion in what I'm doing. Like everything falls off. And I think that women are the worst at this because we think we're just, we're like someday, right? Someday when the kids are out of school or, oh, you know what? Someday when it's spring break or someday when the kids are in school or someday when we have more time or someday, 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 we keep thinking that we're going to have the life or the rest or the replenishment that we need when someday comes. And someday is such a dangerous myth. Someday isn't coming. There's only today. Like today is the only guarantee that you have. So we have to learn to take care of ourselves in this day. And whereas years ago, I would have finished Rise Conference and been like, hot damn, like we just, thousands of women all over the world, this was so cool and we did this conference and it was awesome. And I would have immediately, like Monday morning, I would have been back at work doing the thing because I would have let the excitement of purpose keep me from what I need, which is to get grounded again. And I feel like if you're in a season of struggle and you're needing to listen to a conversation about resilience, what you run the risk of is burnout. I think that so many women are, and men, are really hurting right now because you've been pushing yourself so hard physically, mentally, emotionally that you're not taking those breaks to let your mind rest, to let your body rest, to listen to what you need, to listen to divine guidance, to read a book that's good for your soul, or maybe read a book that just makes you laugh. But I really want to make sure that that's something that we are as a community very mindful of. In fact, in Inner Circle, which is my monthly coaching, it's the first time I'm ever doing this. I haven't told them yet, but this month is all going to be about self-care. That's what I'm teaching on. Really deep self-care. Like what does it look like from 360 degrees? Like emotionally, physically, mentally, relationally, like how do we really truly love ourselves and nurture ourselves? One, because we need it and we deserve it as human beings and, you know, children of God. But two, because if you want to do the work, you have to have the energy. If you want to do the work, you have to have the creativity. You have to have the soul. You have to have the heart. And I just don't think those things are possible if you're running to the ground. So if you're in the Inner Circle community, that is what I'm teaching on. It comes out next week. Super pumped. Um, and if you aren't yet, I'll put link in bio if you want to jump in. If you sort of want to go to the next level and you want that accountability, you don't just want the info, but you also want the community of people who are doing it with you. And like we dig in with workbook and it's a couple hours a month. It's an incredible group of people. I'll put details below, but just know you don't have to do a class to know that this is true. If something is resonating in your being when I'm talking about the idea of rest, and I know that not everybody can afford to go take three days off of work. I get that that is a massive blessing that I get to go take that time away. But we can find rest inside of every single day. And this might sound counterintuitive, but oftentimes my self-care and my rest came at 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. before anybody else woke up. Like I was giving up, I would go to bed earlier and I was giving up more sleep so that I could have an hour by myself. Like I get the little kids, my two youngest kids, I get them up at 6.30. So I get up at five so I can have 90 minutes to read, to journal, to drink my coffee, to do my gratitude work, like that is crucial for me because if I can 
be intentional about the morning, the day goes beautifully. And if the day goes beautifully, the week goes beautifully. And if the week goes beautifully, then I am living out the vision of the woman I want to be. But when I'm rushed, if I, if I don't have that time to set myself and ground myself in the morning, I, I just feel it all day and I feel it all week. And just to give you, if you want to like sort of speak in the yogic tradition, or if you like think through the idea of chakras, my root chakra is the one that I struggle with the most. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to get someone on the show to talk you guys through this because I just find it so fascinating. But imagine that different parts of your body are different energy centers and each energy center in your body represents something different. And so when we struggle in certain areas, we can usually feel that in our chakra. So my, for those of you who know what I'm talking about right now and you're like hippying out with me, the like sort of heart and above, those chakras are like great, right? But my lower, um, specifically my root chakra, is where I struggle the most. And my morning meditation practice and my morning intentionality is really about making sure that I'm grounded. So it's about aligning with that root, getting back to source, and really sort of starting the day grounded helps me so much. And look, maybe it's different for you. Maybe that's not what you're struggling with. Maybe you need more joy. Maybe you need more love. Maybe you need more intuition. You know, maybe you need more knowledge. Like you're going to know best what you need. But I do think that having a plan for self-care and pulling it into each and every day, not just a vacation, not just two hours on a Sunday, but making sure that you're renewed in your body and your spirit as you go into the next season. That is, those are my ideas about resilience. And I hope that something I said resonated with you and was helpful. If you're watching this on YouTube, comment below and let me know what you think. Remember this community is about positivity and being in life with each other. So if you're gonna comment, make sure that you go love on some other people who've commented and, and get in conversation with them. And if you found this podcast helpful, I hope that you will take the time to send it to someone that you think could use it or take a screenshot and post it on social, let people know what's up. I have been in DMs with, with podcast listeners over this whole resilience journey. So if something about this works for you, man, tag me so that I could comment and, and hear what you guys are thinking. But yeah, I hope that this was helpful and that you got a chance to listen to the whole series. And I will be back next week with more information. I'm really excited about next week's podcast because it's something that like, I always feel like sort of divine when something pops into my head, like, I need to talk about that. So come back next week because I'm going to talk about quarter life, midlife crisis. Quarter life crisis is a real thing. If you're not familiar or if you're in your 20s and you're feeling like, what the hell? I had all these plans and I checked all the boxes and now I don't like my life. And frankly, if you feel like that at 55, not 25, we're just going to get into life crisis. Uh, when you find yourself in seasons where you know you're blessed and you know that a lot of other people would like what you have, but you don't like what you have and you're not sure how to change it, that's what we're going to talk about next week. So this is the Rachel Hollis podcast. I'm excited to be on this journey with you guys. And until I see you next week, remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis podcast is hosted by me, Rachel Hollis. Our show is edited by Andrew Weller with additional production support by Sterling Coates. 
Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is a 3% Chance production.